This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of the DC Crossover. I'm Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. Glad to be back on the airwaves uh, post Thanksgiving, hope you all had a a lovely, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, of course, your mind was ruined uh, inevitably by the Detroit Lions just yeah, throwing right. a, a goose egg on on the scoreboard, basically in their uh, in that loss. It's been like seven straight Thanksgiving Day losses for them, so it's like I shouldn't. I mean, I, I should have expected where even though the Lions are are technically a good team now. They they were still going to ruin Thanksgiving. I mean, that's just what they do. It, it, it's the it's yeah, the Lions' yeah. way. Uh, but before we got plenty to get into on, on the episode, but I did want to, um, of course, remind you you can check out the show on all of the platforms on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone sixteen from Mike's Twitter on TikTok DC Crossover Podcast and on YouTube where we stream live now. We stream the show live, so if you want to hop in the chat, throw some comments our way feel free on either youtube or twitter uh where we stream live eventually we'll get it back on the facebook too but the, the problem with streaming on facebook is it's always like our aunts or like uh you know like <laughs> our, our our cousins oh, yeah. commenting on it because you know like facebook i don't know about you but like i i mean i i don't i definitely don't really post anything on facebook much anymore and then like i you know i'll i'll go to it every now and then but I mean, Instagram's the go-to, obviously Twitter, you know, stuff like that. But, like, I'm not really, like, I'm not really big on the Facebook scene anymore, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Facebook is once college was done, you're done. I mean, literally, you're done for at least, what, 25 years until you become 45, you know, 50 years yeah. old when all of a sudden you're like, oh, let me see what my niece and nephews are up to. And or if you're bored or something like that. Sure. Because the only time I go on it now is to 
because uh, I, I mean, I have like OCD when it comes to like notifications. So right. basically, what I do is, you know, if I see that red bubble, I go on there, I click it, I see, okay, two things that are popping up or whatever, and then it deletes the bubble, and then I'm good. So it's like I don't scroll through Facebook and Facebook and Facebook and Facebook. I don't, I don't go through that nonsense anymore because you would hate my oh, phone. No, <laughs> look at all those red. That's so, so like under this one. This one has 77 YouTube notifications, uh, which I think That's are just like rabbit hole, probably. Oh, no, I think this is just like telling me like a, a channel I follow, like posted a uh, video or something. I've got like 10 Instagram notifications. I've got um, don't, check your tic- don't check your TikToks. Door. Your TikToks yeah. probably from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I, I have a lot of like Instagram messages from my wife i've got a lot of like tiktoks from you i've got like uh i, just, I don't I, it just all stacks up <laughs> but yeah. yeah you would hate mine but yeah you're right it's like that's why it's like when, whenever we used to stream our show on facebook of course our famous parandos live yeah. stream uh legendary live stream where they were like hey here's a 50 dollar bill or whatever at the <laughs> end of the it's like oh okay um and they gave yeah. us the first drink for free and they were like all right the rest yeah, of the stuff like, you have oh. to Thanks I was for the like, free water uh, or whatever it was. But yeah, nowadays with Facebook, yeah, it's like if we went live right now, it's like one of my cousins and two of your aunts would suddenly hop in the well, chat. Well, it's because the problem is with that is that no one watches it live and they right. always watch it later or whatever on Facebook because that's why, I like, especially when we used to do it you know, years ago, I always promoted it like days ahead of time so people would know and whatnot. But now, if we just do it now, uh, doing it this way, you know, Again, people who get a notification are going to be, again, close family members, stuff like that, because they're the ones who your stuff pops up on the most. Right. You know, and that's if you post anything, you know, and if they're tagging you in stuff, which if I go to a family member's thing or whatever it may be, I'm in like 10 pictures, something like that. They start tagging you and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden your stuff pops up on their feeds. So they're the ones, again, like you said, are the ones. Now, we're not discriminated against them commenting. Sure. That's all, that's all sure. fun and games. No, no, but no, no. at the same time, you know, it, it's, it would be nice to have the pred- predators, you know, to, uh, to comment. Oh, yeah, again. that guy, that guy's disappeared. Yeah, it's he's, like he's dead. He, I don't he, know like, where commented he on like four videos in a row. And then as soon as we like mentioned the fact that he was commenting, he <laughs> never commented again. <laughs> this guy's like, like hey, you guys can't mention my name on here, man. This is, this is a secret. So I did want to hear about um, so you so the the new Jolly Bee opened up mm-hmm. in Chantilly like last week, yeah. and I, I've had my eye on it for a while because I haven't uh, dove into the Jolly Bee world before, but I've watched a bunch of videos and like I'm familiar with their work, so to speak. And so um, you know, I know they get the Jolly spaghetti with the the the, the sauce, and then obviously the fried chicken's supposed to be pretty darn good. They have spicy chicken as well, like spicy fried chicken. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm I believe it's a it's originally a chain from the Philippines. If I'm, I, I, oh. I'm pretty sure that's that's where they they originally come from. Um, so it's like it has an Asian kind of background, but wasn't aware. Uh, I was curious. So you you actually had it? Yeah. So here's the here's the sto- the story slash situation. Okay, I'm interested. So, I, I've not heard anything about this yet. So and, and it, it it turned into a situation. No, um, <laughs> that does not sound good. So. We went to uh, my buddy's uh, place for a first birthday, his third kid's first birthday, which dumb. Don't need which, a first birthday party. That's, again, that's stupid. Again, first birthdays, and I, I love I love them and all that kind of stuff. But 
first birthdays have to ha, has to be the one of the dumbest things on the planet because yeah. it's for the parents. It's it's like oh we we kept this baby alive for a, a year like let's celebrate it. Yeah, it's, it's not stupid. a normal birthday because I mean I don't know about you, but my memory is not the best best. But I can probably think back until I was what five yeah. maybe. I don't right, remember right. preschool and all that kind no. of stuff. So it's like. The baby's sitting there, and you give them a cupcake, and everyone's like, "Oh!" And they no. can't really do anything at one. Like, like yeah. they may be like standing up here and there. They like, they, heck, and maybe they're even walking a little bit at that point. But like, they're not talking. They're not really yeah. doing anything at that point. It's just, it's one of those things that, again, grinds my gears. That you know, when you see a first birthday, you're sitting there, it's like, "Damn it, I gotta go to this thing." You know, and it just sucks because, again, you go and. You know, you're talking to people, which is fun and all. Yeah. But then you got kids running around, and Ugh. and then you have to sing happy birthday. And again, I'm like the Grinch over here. But at the same time, it's like it's the same thing for every single kid. Every single kid gets that little cupcake, and they smash their face into it, and everyone's like, <laughs> you know, it's like my my niece did it, my nephew did it. I, I have friends that have multiple kids that did it. This right. and that. This. It's it's just it's overdone. And it's overblown. And honestly, when I have a kid, I'm probably not going to have one of those things. Oh, I'm with you, dude. We for for her first and second birthdays, we just had some family over. That was it. Yeah. Like, no big party. No big like inviting people over. It was like, all right, grandparents, come on over. We're gonna right. buy a cake. Like that was really it. Because like right. the kid, like as I said, like maybe when she turns three, she'll know. At this point, she kind of knows. All right, I have a birthday, et cetera. So, like, when that happens, there's a little more awareness. But for those first couple, it's it, as you said, it's literally it's kind of pointless. The kid has no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. They don't care. Like, they they can't distinguish a birthday versus like any other day of the week. Right. And like, uh, it's and then it's just a way for you to, I guess, buy, have to buy a bunch of food for everybody. So, it's right. like, who wants to do that? <laughs> and, and that's another thing is like when people are taking pictures and they're like, over here, over here. I, I can't. Oh, oh my yeah. god, it's so it's yeah, uh, yeah. it puts me on tilt because so this was, was a Jolly Bee birthday party. Is that no exactly? no 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 no? no. <laughs> this, this was an after experience. So, okay, okay. Lot, by the way, the last thing I'll say about the first birthdays is that my my buddy, and again, n- n- name doesn't need to be said, but no, no. you know, it doesn't really matter. But he said that he spent like twelve hundred dollars on this party, <laughs> and I'm like, on what? What? I'm like, wh-? he said he spent a lot on the food and stuff. I'm like, like, dude, you didn't have that much food, man. So I don't know. Wh- I mean, with these like twelve hundred dollars, I mean, like, I don't know what it, what it was. But I mean, the cake looked professionally done. Okay, which is unnecessary because again, the kids just smashing it into their face. Yeah, and then they had, I mean, they had drinks, and I mean, the problem was, long story short, the problem was it was supposed to be a small get together kind of thing uh-huh. with with just close friends, and then all of a sudden it turned into a uh, having fifty people or something like that there. So it kind of spiraled out of control. And it spiraled out of control and stuff like that. But it, I, I, I mean. Granted, my buddy was supposed to tell me and my other friend what was going on, and he didn't tell us till like last second. Um, right. So, anyways, besides the point. So, after this party, me and Jess were like, "Hey, you know, we're kind of lazy right now. Let's 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 go and just grab something real quick nice. because we are all the way out in uh, like you know Prince William County and stuff like that. So we had to drive back on twenty eight, obviously, to get back home. And I said, "Hey, that Jolly Bee." Ooh, it's open. So we went over. We tested the waters. First of all, signage everywhere. Like 
pull into here for the drive-through or pull over there for the drive. I mean, there, I didn't know where the hell to go for the drive-through. Meanwhile, we pulled near the Jollibee. First of all, Taco Bell, completely empty. McDonald's, completely empty. Everything's completely empty except Jollibee. Wow. Um, was it packed? Our, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Inside and out. And, of course, Arby's was, was, you know, of course, getting the short end of the stick again right next door, and they have no one there. So we ended up finding a way into the drive-thru, finding a way. Because like, they had, like, cones and random. So that, that reminds me of when Raising Cane's opened up in Sterling, yeah. where it was, like, <laughs> the drive-thru line, they take you, like, through, oh, yeah. like, the strip mall or whatever. It's like, like a it maze. Was like, it was like, how the hell, where, where am I even going? Right. Yeah. And, and they had these two people out there in black jackets that were, like, apparently working for Jollibee, but you didn't know it because they had like a sign that was like the size of like a, a piece of paper from like school. <laughs> and they were, it said, that just said Jollibee on it. <laughs> and apparently they were working there. So long story short, they made us do like this U-turn inside the parking lot. So they were trying to like basically snake through the entire parking lot, which was insane. Total insanity. Um, and so we, so we, me, me and Jess basically looked at the menu online. Now, yeah. what you're looking at right here was not on the menu. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you mean? <laughs> a lot of that was not on the menu. So we said, like, hey, what do you want to get? Let's just get something easy or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And we ended up, uh, I wanted to go with that, the one you're clicking on right now. I wanted yeah. to go with, like, the middle one. Yeah, six piece. Yeah, we could because we weren't we, we weren't like like starving, so we were like, hey, let's just get that real quick, you know, and go with it. Not on the menu. Was what? not there. Was not there at that all. Doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, you look at where it says burgers. Didn't see any burgers on there. Didn't see any chicken sandwiches. Burger steaks. Burger steaks. I have no idea what the hell that is, and that was uh, might have uh, been. That, on there. This is Mike's own special. We got <laughs> uh, mushrooms, <laughs> mushroom gravy on top. But so so so. Basically, I mean, these look pretty good, these chicken tenders. Yeah, they don't look too bad. So we ended up getting to the call box. And I look at the menu, and my first thought is, OF, oh, I can't see what I'm trying to order on here. So then all of a sudden, so I look. panic. I, I panicked. And, and granted, I have to apologize on the air that I did get upset with Jess because I kind of blamed her for it, even though it was my fault. Because I told her I panicked. It's and a stressful then I was, situation. It was stressful because I didn't. So, so what the I, hell do they have if they didn't I, have any I, of this stuff? It was a limited menu. But I ended up ordering a uh, six-piece uh, bucket B meal that had a family-sized spaghetti with it. And three mango, oh, no. three mango peach pies. Oh, what or the like hell that. was this? And then all of a sudden, I, I, for some reason, didn't read the whole, the whole entire thing. And disaster. when I ordered that, I didn't realize it came with a family size spaghetti. And all of a sudden, I ordered a side of spaghetti. And then oh, I ordered boy. two more sides. You had the family pack. This is for five <laughs> people. <laughs> 1,800 <laughs> calories. So three to five. Also, like, this is one of those things where, like, and I haven't had this yet, but yeah. this is something where, like, I'm getting the small so I can, like, taste test it to make sure it's even something yes. that I'm interested in. Yes, exactly. And that's the problem is that I didn't do that. I panicked, and I went oh right after God. it. And I got the, the other the smaller spaghetti, too, along with it. Yeah, uh, jolly spaghetti. Yeah, so I'll get to that in a second, the taste test review. So then all yeah. of a sudden, we get to um, the – I ended up ordering two sides as well. 
So okay. I got mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. So yeah, so they have fries, mashed potatoes, rice, and the mashed rice. potatoes that is in the picture right there was arguably the size of what I got. <laughs> It Wait, was a mac and cheese. They don't have mac and cheese on this menu. What the hell's going on? What am I talking about, man? They they had mac and cheese. I don't That's get a- this. What are we doing, Jollibee? What are we doing? Why is nothing nothing here correct? Did, and they didn't have. I mean, these chicken. Sandwiches I didn't see the chicken pretty sandwiches. Damn good. Look at didn't this. That looks them. that looks good. Yeah, didn't Spicy see it on there. Looks. And that's, that's the thing. Insane. Is so I panicked, and of course we're sitting in the drive-through because you know they're making all these damn meals and stuff like that. I'm getting frustrated. She's getting frustrated. You're like, how did we just end up with a I, bucket of spaghetti and three peach <laughs> mango pies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because she was, she was like, now. So that last couple of days, she's been like, hey, you can eat those pies, and I'm like, no, I'd rather punt them, you know, into the trash can. Yeah, um, peach mango pie. It's it, I, I tried one and it did, didn't taste right. right. So, anyways, I, I apologized and 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 got over it. Uh, because of the sole fact that I panicked, I, 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 it, I mean, it that took, sounds very stressful. It honestly took me back to the days of trying to order a pizza. Nowadays, you can just use an app and all right, that stuff. Right. But back in the day, ordering a Domino's pizza or Pizza Hut or whatever the hell it was, trying to order back those day, back in those days, when they say, "All right, credit card number," and they say credit card number, and you're like, "Uh, I don't, I don't have a credit card number. I'm just a kid," you know. And then all of a sudden, you hang up the phone because you're scared. That's I'd always t- get, I'd always that. freak out when. Because my parents would be like, "Here's if if the doorbell rings, like here's with the cash or whatever, like bring it out to them." And like there was one time where like my parents accidentally left out like they expected me to get change back, and I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So like my dad was like, "You gave him forty dollars? It was like a you know eighteen dollar pizza or something yeah. like that." I was yeah. like, "I don't know. I didn't know." <laughs> the guy's probably like, "Man, it's a lucky day. Yeah. I got a twenty dollar tip. This house is awesome." <laughs> so, uh, so I want you to guess how much that meal that I just told you, the meal and the sides cost. How much it cost? I mean, we're talking about, and it doesn't have the prices on on here, so I'm not nope. cheating. But like, I mean, this family pack of spaghetti. Just that alone has got to be like 15 bucks or something like that. Okay. So you had some peach mango pies. Those are probably a couple bucks each. Uh, you had, so did you get any chicken or no? Yeah, got six piece. Okay, okay, yeah, you got the six piece. So, I mean, is it weird to say I bet this ended up being around 40 bucks? Fifty two dollars. Fifty two dollars. <laughs> when that For, guy said, when he said oh the my price. God. When he said the price, I think I I I let I think I think I died a little inside. And at that point, you're you're too far in to like back out. It's like, oh yeah, wow, fifty two dollars for Jolly Spaghetti. What are we doing here? <laughs> What's that? that's what I'm saying is literally when he said the price, I said, what in the hell did I just order? <laughs> like I didn't know what I ordered. I mean, because I was like, did I just order the whole menu? And because again, the the thing that I was gonna get was basically you know like 22 bucks or something like that i was like all right whatever right and i ended up spending over double that that's and, crazy but the funny thing was is 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 jess saw on the menu that it said hey just a six-piece bucket okay that's that's fine whatever yeah and and because we're just again like you said just trying it out just trying right. it out and i didn't see that on the menu that's why i panicked and went with the jolly bee buckle bucket b- bundle thing <laughs> and yeah. i ended up getting that and uh it <laughs> It, it was it was interesting. So, it smelled good in the car. Now, granted, they probably got the extra large bag for me because they realized that oh, this guy spent fifty dollars yeah, in our drive through red carpet. Yeah. 
And meanwhile, I almost hit the max because they say that they, you have a seventy-five dollar or something like that max as they as they open up because it's such a long line. Jeez. Which I almost hit that max. So yeah, and you're two people. Yeah. So so get this. So we we get home. Whatever. Blah blah blah. We open it up. The chicken. The first review of the chicken. It's plump. They're they're yeah. they're, they're plump birds, but it was a little greasy okay. and it wasn't that great. To be honest with you. Um, it was just not, I mean, it was, it, it wasn't worth the price. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, and it was like, like we had legs and thighs, which I would rather have a breast. I love breasts. Yeah. Um, I know you, you know, <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. And, <laughs> and, uh, so basically, um, I ended up, uh, you know, having one of each or whatever. Right. Like I said, it was all right. It wasn't great. Sure. You know, it's, it's, it's would typical. You, fast where would you put chicken. it on me? Like. KFC Popeyes scale, like is now Popeyes. It... I haven't had that much, right. but I assume that Popeyes is better because a lot of people prefer it. But I've had KFC a bunch. I like KFC's breading a lot better and stuff like that. Yeah, um, well, so all I've... those uh, what is it like the seven herbs and spices yeah, or yeah, whatever they know, got yeah. the, the, the the holy seven. Yeah, um, yeah I, I would definitely have to go with KFC and then probably Popeyes in general uh, okay. over this. It wasn't it wasn't that great. Um, and then moving on to the, I want to hear uh, about the jolly spaghetti. Oh, I'm saving that for the last. Okay, okay, okay. So you got so, the sides now. Yeah, because there was a surprise in the spaghetti. Um, and uh, <laughs> is it the hot so, dogs? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that. That's 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 what that's what it says. It's like got cut up hot dogs in there. Yeah. So so the sides. Yeah. Uh, basically, the mashed potatoes. You opened it up and <laughs> it literally looked like. They got an ice cream scoop. You know the one that you used to press mm-hmm. and it like it like sweeps the, the the. It literally looked like they got that, put it got mashed potatoes one like this, and that was it. That was a side of mashed potatoes. It literally was one little tiny mound of mashed potatoes. The gravy, the side of gravy. Now it came with gravy on it. Yeah. The side of gravy <laughs> that apparently I didn't order, but apparently came with it. Literally was probably the size of a softball cup. Nice. Filled about this much. Nice. Like it was this. It was like so, so much. Definitely gravy. more gravy than mashed potatoes. Oh my god, dude! If you put the mashed potatoes <laughs> in the gravy, they wouldn't even be seen. <laughs> it was that. Here. It was. It was that deep. It was the Gosh. deep end of a pool, but it, which was great because I dipped the chicken in there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I ended up getting the mac and cheese too, and so the mashed potatoes which isn't even on the menu. Exactly. That's the point. I don't even know where this came from. So. I ended up getting the mac and cheese too, eh, below average or whatever. It wasn't yeah. as good as the Thanksgiving, I'll tell you that. But then moving on to the spaghetti. Yeah. The spaghetti. The spaghetti was overall, I would say, above average. Ooh. Now, now, I mean, especially for for well, fast, yeah. fast food. I mean, fast, where, where can you even get fast food spaghetti? No, no idea. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it was... Probably, I would say a seven point seven out of ten. Wow! Yeah, and the thing about it is, the sauce—it was like a sweet, it's sauce. sweet, right? Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The Filipinos. That's what I've heard um, about. And the uh, basically the sweetness, along with you know, now the cheese was melted as shit. Right. Oh well, I said I said a cuss word. I don't care. Matter. Whatever. We're live. Um, and I've been trying to stop because I wanted to cuss for like five times now. Um, but anyways, it was it was very sweet. And the the cheese was was so melted that like you could barely even tell. The only problem with the cheese is that it like clumped all the sauce together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was a problem. But the little cut up hot dogs wasn't bad. Jess yeah. wasn't a fan of the of the of the uh, sauce, but the sweet sauce was it was a, it was a nice change up from the normal you know, yeah, stuff that not, you usually I mean, they're get. Gonna, they're not gonna throw marinara on there. Like you know, it's gotta be a little different. 
Yeah, so it, it it was all right. Now, now, granted, she didn't eat that much of the of the, of the spaghetti. I I ate a lot of it, <laughs> and you know, I had, I took some for lunch the next day, had some that night, and I had some last night for dinner too. So Whoa. put it this way. Talking about family, it it was for a family. So you uh, might have gotten your fifty dollars worth then at this point. I at, mean, now for taste, it, I mean overall, yeah. I would give the experience like a six point one, okay. um, which is you know a typical. Now if I go to Arby's, higher. Taco Bell, higher. McDonald's most likely higher. Wendy's higher. I would put Jollibee on like the tier C of like the Burger the, King tier. Yeah, where where it's like you know. Like when we used to go on broadcast trips and yeah. we used to Google what's around this this this, this, right, this, right, right. this, this, this desolate land. Middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's yeah. a Burger King and that's it. Uh, <sighs> that had two workers and the burger was like seven days old. Yes, I would put it in the Burger King tier um, because it's, again, it's not on the – that's another thing we should do is a tier list of, of fast food places. Um, but definitely, I would definitely put it up there where go try it, but yeah. don't keep – Trying it, <laughs> yeah. Don't spend fifty something dollars on yeah, it. Yeah. Sounds like. Oh, that's the last amount of money I'll probably spend there. So yeah, I looked on like the Uber Eats and DoorDash and stuff, and it's like it's not ready for order on there yet. So they're probably waiting till you know giving it giving it a few weeks for that. So I guess I, yeah. I I may have to go in person, which it's not very far. Obviously, it's over in Chantilly. For so for me, well, the best part cool. about it though was Jess went to like Walmart to pick up something today. She said it was like empty, like there was no one there. Okay, okay. So yeah, so, maybe you know. Tomorrow, I do have to run out a little bit around lunchtime, so I may, uh, on the way back, be prepared. Stop at the, stop at the B. <laughs> be, be, yeah, be, be prepared yeah. that there's not going to be a lot of yeah. menu items that you're familiar with. Yeah, I'm going to end up coming away with just, yeah, just, it's like a chicken bucket, but it's just filled with jolly spaghetti. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want that. Um, but yeah, well, I, I'm glad that you got to try it because, yeah, I literally. Just opened up like last week. I mean, you literally yeah. went opening week. So oh um, good on you for uh, for trying it out. Because my guess is, yeah, this is like the soft launch or whatever. And then of course, once yeah. they get their S together, like uh, they get all the workers are all trained up, it will be the full regular menu. Because I've heard that their spicy chicken is solid. Oh, really? Like, it is really good. That's that's what I've seen on videos and I've heard about. So like that's definitely something to try. And hell, looking at the menu online, it's like, yeah, that spicy chicken sandwich looks money. And like right. we did the spicy chicken wars, you know, back in 2021 or whatever, 2020, whenever we did that. And it's like, I mean, that would be, uh, it looks, it looks formidable, but it's an online picture. So like, who the hell knows? Well, the funny um, thing too, also with the guy that was taking the orders, must've been straight out of Chantilly high school. Right. I mean, the, the, the dude had, I mean, he was panicking, like, just like I was, uh, you know, like so someone said something and he had like, I guess a manager that was like kind of overlooking him. Right. And when we were at the window, he would like say, uh, I don't think I can do that. And then she was like, "What?" He's like, "They want to, they want to change this, this, this." And she was like, "Well, just charge them this and this." And he, he, he was like, "I don't do it. like." They were like freaking out and stuff like that. I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, that's got to be like, especially because you got to assume that that this is probably that kid's like first job, like in a oh, yeah. fast food place, and like you're handing him the keys to the kingdom, like <laughs> opening week. He's <laughs> drive the drive through, <laughs> like. uh <laughs> That seems insane. Like Talk about I would probably panic in that job. Like you know, like that does yeah. not seem fun because yeah, people are weird and they want like I mean, working at a restaurant has got to be yeah has got to be really freaking annoying at times because like right. people are so weird. They always want 
weird substitutions or like they're they'll complain about this and that and where it's really perfectly fine the people that if you're at like a sit-down restaurant it's a nice restaurant like i I, i'm i'm more lenient to you complaining about something that you don't like because it's like hey this is probably like a you know 60 dollar meal 50 dollar meal whatever it is right right if you complain at a fast food restaurant (laughs) that's when i'm i'm off like it you can't complain i mean like you know what you're in for you know like yeah it, it, taco bell gets your order wrong like you think they care like no they don't care yeah or like mcdonald's or something like that it's like what are you doing i mean you're spending like five dollars on this meal or if you're getting that big mac meal nowadays what is that like twenty dollars what was something the, like that yeah. the, the price tag we saw the other day uh, but yeah you can't complain at a fast food well, restaurant here's also the funny thing too is that i was one of the people that asked for something different and he said uh we can't do that <laughs> yeah because I said, I said, I don't want those mango pie things. Yeah. And he was like, You oh. had to get them? Yeah, we had to get them. Because I got I the, the BB pack or whatever the hell it's called. I don't get it, man. But the Jolly <laughs> Bee, I'm, 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 I'm very intrigued. I, I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Um, we'll skip over the rewind because there's not really much to talk about. The Wizards stink. Caps are actually looking pretty good. Um, and uh, But we'll, we'll probably save that for another time. But we will. Let's talk a little bit, uh, Commanders, just because. You know, Thanksgiving, of course, they had a chance to play on the national stage. Yep. Uh, and obviously didn't do so hot. Uh, losing to Dallas 45-10. That puts them now at 4-8. and eight. So five games left on the schedule. My season prediction was 7-10. and 10. We may be going below that at this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, especially because this team has to play Dallas again, right? And yeah. then, like... You know, you got play Miami, Dallas. Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I mean, four wins may be the, the high. Like that might be it yeah. for the rest of the year. And then now, of course, um, some firings and things like that. But as far as the Dallas game itself, um, you know, uh, another one of those games where it's like, you know, Sam Howell kind of plays his ass off uh, here and there. Like does 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 what he can. But this team, this team just kind of stinks. I mean, there's there's no way to. There's no like uh, making it sound better than it is. It's just like this team just absolutely stinks. They got to get some some new personnel in there and uh, starts with some of the firings here. But yeah, kind of a kind of a rough one on Thanksgiving for sure. That is the truth because when you're looking at this team, they just don't. As I think you just said it, they don't have enough firepower to go out there and compete with no. the the top dogs. Now, are Dal- are the Dallas Cowboys a top dog? Mm, I mean, I would say they're. They're up there. I think they're a B plus team. Yeah, they're they're a contender if you want to yeah, put them in that category. Exactly. They're I think they're a top probably a top ten team. Yeah. But I would say they're probably from seven to ten because you gotta look at some of the teams that are that are better than them, which is probably the Chiefs, the Eagles, yeah. uh, you know, and so on and so forth. We can go down the list. But you have to think about this 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 commanders team as you, you need to start fresh. Yeah. Because the whole entire Dan Snyder era and everything like that had his his regime of coaches come through, splash hires, everything of that nature, to the point where now you're like, all right, Dan Snyder ain't here anymore. It's time to get some fresh blood in here, and it's time to make a splash with a coach that makes sense. It's not time to go out there and get a Ron Rivera because he's here to change the culture. How many times did we hear that he was supposed to be here to change the culture. They weren't talking about, oh, he's here to bring a culture of winning because a culture of winning is actually winning, and we don't do that. Right. And that's the problem is you're looking at this Dallas Cowboys game as a uh, basically a measure 
of now our defense can't stop anybody. It's not about Chase Young or Montez Sweat. It's more so about what could we have that's a positive for this team. And really right now, it's hopefully that Sam Howell can keep the upward trajectory of his career going to the point where we don't have to pinpoint somebody uh, in the draft because right now we're projected fifth, but we don't want to pinpoint somebody in the draft as a quarterback. Now, I've been seeing some rumblings here and there over the last couple of days of, yeah, you know, should should Sam Howell be the guy? And But the thing about it is, oh, I hate that. is I've heard two or three guys go on local radio saying, you know, analysts and, and, and reporters and stuff like that say, yeah, I think he should be the guy. Like, they say that he should be the guy because of what he's been given is what he's making out of it, which is throwing a lot of yards. Yes, he has a ton of attempts, but – I feel like Biennemi, in this case, is testing him because Biennemi probably knows this team ain't going anywhere, but he's trying to sit there and see if Sam Howell can handle the pressure of throwing 35 to 50 times. If he can go out there and handle the pressure doing that, get right back up and do it all over again the next week, I think that's a huge deal. And right now when people are saying that, uh, sh- should we keep Sam Howell or not? They're overreacting. Because if you think about it and you look at his stats, despite the second Giants game when he had to force everything and the Bills game that was just atrocious, his stats aren't that bad. I mean, he's throwing right. literally for those games. He's throwing for 291 yards per game, 17 touchdowns, and six picks, subtracting the Bills and the second Giants game. Yes. D- does, you know. Uh, rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks have off ga- off days, off games? Yes, they do. And those are the bumps in the road. Those two were bumps in the road. Yes, of course, we didn't play that well for certain games or whatever. He could have played a little better. I'm not saying that he was Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, or whoever you want to say. But what I'm saying here is that he went out there and obviously, despite those two games, has a really good stat line. And I'm not saying that, again, He's lighting the world on fire with his stat line, but for a guy this young, for a guy that has a a completely BS line for everything of that nature, you, you have to think about it this way: he he's going out there and and putting his his, his foot forward and saying, "I'm going to lead this team," and that's what he's done so far in most of these games. Now he's the one big positive that I'm looking at because right now the defense is in shambles. The secondary, I mean. They they can't find uh you know the broadside of a barn to cover and that's that's the problem that I'm seeing is no one's really given Sam Howell enough credit for the way he's gone out there taking the punishment that he has and still putting up decent stat lines of course everyone wants to sit there and say oh well he throws a lot he has a lot of attempts and that's why he has the most yardage I'm not even talking about the most yardage I'm talking about his per game averages despite those two bad uh, you know multiple pick games where he had three and four in two games. So in general, you're looking at the Cowboys game and say, who cares? Okay. The Cowboys, you know, they whooped us, whooped up on us. That's how it is. But the people that need to understand that once a big name coach comes in here, they need to sit there and say, we need to build around Sam Howell. We don't need to get rid of him and try to start all over, all over again. But that's the one issue I see here, Ben, is the problem with having a new coach come in. They always have that option of saying, this isn't my guy. Right. Kick rocks down the road. And that's what the issue that I'm going to have if someone comes in here. Because right now, I think Sam Howell is the guy for the near future. And give him the reins for a couple years and see what he can actually do with a couple of good linemen in front of him. 
Yeah, so here's here's a question posed by the Junkies Twitter. Do you think Sam Howell should be the commander starter moving forward, or do you think they should consider drafting a QB with one of their top picks? Um, you know, you got, again, this, uh, you know, somebody commenting here about, you know, what he's doing as a, as a starter. First-year starter is pretty rare. I mean, if you give him some experience, you give him a better line, yep. you know, um, and, and uh, you know, that, that, that I think is the big conversation here is the fact that um, if you just gave him – if you just gave him a decent offensive line, I think this would be a, a different season for this team. I mean, yep. really, like yep. something as small as that, um, you know. And and I do think, again, the risk you run is with a lot of these guys, and you see it all the time, it's like you go get a quarterback in the draft, you don't really know how he's going to pan out in the NFL versus a guy that you have right in front of you right now – performing um for a bad team and who but uh, getting his butt kicked because the o- offensive line isn't great but still uh playing pretty darn well and you know what what it's proven that he can play in the NFL versus yeah I mean some of these other guys that are drafted it's like you don't know what's going to happen with that um that's one of the issues I have with like I, I understand like the 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 need I feel like fans always have this need to be like Let's go get somebody in the draft. Let's go get somebody in the draft. Let's go get how many quarterbacks don't pan out. I mean, look over <laughs> in Chicago. I mean, Justin Fields, sure, yeah, they picked up a nice win the other night. But I mean, how many times this season have have Bears fans been saying, "Caleb Williams, come on down"? Like you know, we're <laughs> yeah, looking right, for right. we're looking past this guy who was supposed to be the future of the team. And 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 there's I mean, there's so many examples of that of guys that like just don't pan out in this league. And so Sam Howell to me. I think he he clearly can show has already shown that with he's he gets no real help he really doesn't have that many weapons besides Terry McLaurin and he still is putting up some pretty great numbers this year you get him some help and I think I think the sky's the limit with this guy for sure right and you're also talking about Brian Robinson being a possible I mean there's no back. run game on this team exactly that's what I'm saying <laughs> it's like what is this offensive line because. I like Brian Robinson. I think he even showed some flashes in the passing game recently and different things of that nature. So, again, in this league, you really don't need that Derrick Henry or Chris Johnson. I'm going to keep naming Titans, uh, you know, and different guys of that nature. Adrian Peterson. You don't need that guy. Is it a luxury? Yes. But you don't need a running back that's going to go out there and run for 127 yards every single week. I mean, look at the Baltimore Ravens. J.K. Dobbins can't stay healthy, and yes, they have Lamar Jackson, who's a good runner as well, but they have runners in there that I've never even heard of half the time, right. and it's like they still have one of the best rushing offenses in the league, and you're just looking at this team saying, this offensive line has no identity. We had a couple decent weeks where we held up okay and not had Sam Howell get sacked 17 times, but the thing about it is, is you can't go out there, and this is the third year I've said it in a row now. You can't keep going out there and getting defensive linemen and defensive backs and all this kind of stuff. When free agency, you should try to find somebody who has a rep that can fit your defensive coordinator scheme, number one. And also, you should go out there and get offensive linemen. I mean, how much has Penny Sewell helped the Lions out? Oh, That's a huge deal. One of the best players on the team at yeah. this point. And then you're looking at other players around the league. I mean, Tristan Worfs in, in Tampa Bay. I mean, some of these guys out there are pro bowlers, and we had Trent Williams, who Trent Williams, I believe, was uh, – I think he got picked after Russell Okung 
in that draft. Yeah. And he and he's a million times better than Russell Okung. So you have to go out there and try to find an offensive tackle that's going to anchor this defense. And right now, you got two offensive tackles right now. I believe one out of Penn State and Notre Dame that they're looking at. And if they can get one of those two guys to anchor down the left side of this this offensive line, maybe pick up a guy in free agency, one or two maybe, uh, get a couple more guys in depth for maybe the draft. I mean, you need to understand that getting a run game is going to make Sam Howell that much better. Because then he doesn't have in his head, which, of course, I'm not a psychic, but I can pr- probably read his mind in the sense of he says, damn, I got to go win this game by myself because we have 17 yards rushing in the first half. Yeah, so it's look like, at, look at some of this it's crazy so yards per carry here. Uh, the commanders are fifth worst in the league. They're averaging four yards yep. per carry. And then no, you know, no runs 40 plus yards this year. Um, and then they are also last in the league on the longest rush of the season, 33 yards is the longest rush that anybody's had on this team this season. Then even looking at the 20-plus, I mean, they're still a bottom 10 team in that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's just – I mean, again, I I know we bring up the Lions a lot on this program, but, like, uh, I will say, like, look at that team, a team that has established the run very well this season. And is Jared Goff an amazing quarterback? Clearly not. But having that run game going has helped him out a bit because now teams have to – defend a, a David Montgomery or, or Jameer Gibbs or some of those they, they have to right, think about yeah. those guys maybe breaking off one and, and that opens things up a little bit more for Jared Goff so just imagine if this team if Sam Howell had a David Montgomery in the backfield or some of those guys but as you said it's not just about having good running back you have to have a good O-line like that's where the foundation of a team is formed is it uh, used to be the identity of this team used to be the defensive line. Obviously, that's not no more. So now, why not turn into turn turn it on the offensive line and be like, all right, we're going to have one of the best O lines in the league. Uh, look at Philly. Look at some of these other teams that just have incredible offensive linemen. That's what winners have. <laughs> I feel like you can't look at a one of the teams that are a, a contender in this league and say that their O line stinks. I just yeah. don't think that's the case for. Right. Uh, you know? Well, it's because they're on on offense. They're balanced. I mean, mm-hmm. Kansas City. They're balanced. Isaiah Pacheco. He's one of their one of the the better up and coming running backs. And obviously, you got uh, Swift in Philly and in Dallas. You got uh, Tony Pollard. I mean, you got guys around the league that are pretty solid running backs. But it all starts with the scheme and the balance they have on offense. And because those teams have balance. They can move the ball down the field. They can score at will. I mean, we literally needed Sam Howell to play out of his mind, basically, to be in those two games against Philly. Because Philly, I mean, they just dominated our our defense. I mean, again, the second game, I believe it was the second game, they ended up having like two or three turnovers or whatever, and they still scored 38 points on us. And that's the problem is literally you need an offense – that has enough balance where the playbook is open for multiple facets of play calling because you can't go out there and say, "Man, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't trust our left, left and right guards." So I guess we're not doing in between the tackles. I guess we got to <laughs> right. do toss plays every day. Like you can't sit there and have those type of limitations. Every line are every line's going to have injuries. Every line's going to have 
you know, different combinations of linemen. Every line in the NFL, they're going to have a weak link. But it's about the anchors. The anchors are the ones that keep your line together. Trent Williams, do you think he had the best line out there? Yes, he had Brandon Sheriff, but you think Morgan Moses was one <laughs> right, of the best right. tackles? I mean, sure. Every, I, I heard something someone said the other day, like, oh, yeah, PFF had Morgan. Morgan Moses sucked. Okay, yeah, I don't care what you're talking about. Morgan Moses was a right tackle, and, and he, he, was, he played at UVA. UVA sucked at football, and he got overrated. Okay? That's just my point. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Morgan Moses. So, <laughs> but then you're looking at other linemen out there. Okay, everyone thought Nick Gates was going to bring this attitude oh, to yeah, us and, and whatnot. And Nick Gates, I see him more of his helmet off the last five weeks than I have right. seen him even on the field. So it's like I just, I just need to understand that they need to go out there and find an anchor, a left tackle, and then fill in the pieces around him. You only need really three good to above-average offensive linemen that will anchor the, uh, the offensive line that can pick up mistakes by the two weak links that you have. And once you have that, you have an opened-up, balanced offense that helps you. Again, look at the RG3 era with Alfred Morris. Our offensive line was very, very similar to the year before RG3 was there when we sucked. Why do you think we had the second pick? Now, obviously, they traded up, but at the same time, we didn't have a high pick in gen- or a low pick you know, where we were in the Super Bowl the year before, so we had a terrible team. But you have to think about it this way and say, when RG3 came in, again, the biggest stat of all, time of possession. The, him and Alfred Morris ran the hell out of the ball. They kept the time of possession. All of a sudden, our defense went from being like 27th to like 6th in the right, league. Right. It wasn't because we got Deion Sanders. Right. It's because we, they weren't on the field to, to play right. back. Exactly. So you have to think yeah, about that exactly. and go out and, and, and try to balance this offense out with some offensive linemen and just load up this offseason. Looking at the rest of the schedule here, so you have Miami, uh, then you're at the Rams, at the Jets, home against San Fran, home against Dallas. Um, I mean, I think you could maybe find wins – at the Jets. I mean, the Jets are the Jets, so yeah. you could find one there. Um, and then really the only other game here that is probably – could possibly be a win is probably the Rams game. I mean, like – because I, I don't think you're beating Miami. I don't think you're beating the Niners, and then I don't think you're beating Dallas. So I think, like, this could – I mean, at the very most, I, th- I think this is a two and three stretch here, but it could quite possibly be one and – you know, one and four stretch. I mean, it could easily turn out that way. We, we have to think about it this way, that the L.A. Rams, because they beat Seattle, they are back in the playoff mix. So you think Sean McVay at home is going to say, right. oh, yeah, especially hmm. at home, yeah. 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 You think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go easy? No, Matt Stafford is going to go out there and tear us apart. Cooper Cup, he might have 200 yards. Yeah. Anyway, he might. Yeah. Who knows? And then New York, obviously, like you said, Tim Boyle, who he sucks, you know, but San Fran, they're 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 getting healthy at the right time, and you know, obviously they're still fighting for that number they're one. Jostling. seed. I mean, that's the thing. You got teams here that aren't going to be just packing it in for the last yeah. game of the season. I mean, there's so much kind of jostling at the top of the NFC for these different spots that, like, I mean, Dallas isn't going to take it. E- I mean, Dallas, it's a rivalry game. I don't think Dallas would ever take it easy. Just like the Commanders shouldn't take it easy on them if they were in the same position. San Fran, as you said, like they're probably not going to uh, sit down for that one either. And and so, yeah, this this is a little rough. I mean, uh, you look across this season as a whole, and it's, you know, you, you beat a Kyler Murray-less 
Arizona team. You beat Denver when they were bad. Of course, now they're good, and you barely beat Denver in that situation. Uh, you beat Atlanta. I mean, that's probably the best win of the year at this point. Right. When you look at the at the schedule, because like the New England, New England. I mean, we're talking about bad teams. Got the <laughs> Patriots. The Patriots look so bad. I mean, watching that game, the Patriots Giants game, it was just like <laughs> it, was, it pained me. Yeah. It pained me. It was yeah. so ugly football. Um, I mean, so, think yeah, about it, think think about it this way though. Where the season was lost was New York twice and the yeah. Bears. Yep. Oh, I mean, you're man, talking about, you're talking about two two teams that are in the top five of picks. Right. You know, right. And, I, and I think that I don't know if New York is actually in the top five of picks, but they should be. I mean, they they have I think four wins, so they're, they're right around us. So they're probably I mean, in the here's, top six. I mean, when we were at the beginning of the season, I mean, this stretch here could have changed the trajectory entirely because yep. you actually win that game in Philly. And I, I know this is revisionist history, but this was a game that the Commanders could have won. I mean, they lose in overtime. You were in this game. You win that. You're three and one. And then the Bears again. The Bears are not a good team. If you don't s the bed. Against the Bears on Thursday night football, we could be talking about a four and one team heading into the bye. So it's like, uh, uh, or or not the bye week, but like heading into that Atlanta game. So, right. yeah, this 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 season, it, it, it just it's always like this. Obviously, in the NFL, I mean, with, with with so many with so few games, you can look back and kind of see, man, like we should have had this one here, should have had that one there. Um, but it's a bunch of what ifs. That's all it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, let's switch topics here and i want to get into a little bit of uh a little bit of trivia action let's, let's have some fun you know okay. let's, let's have some fun we never have fun yeah. on this show right yeah we I never really i mean survivor i know you know we usually do a uh, talk about that not a ton to say now we did uh of course in our little survivor pool um the all all three of my oh wrong music um, all three of my contenders are out now. Mike is the <laughs> only one with a, a contender still in the mix, and that's Austin, who is still very much in the mix because he still has he's got like two idols and stuff still. And it, so uh, I think you've got a really good shot. As, it was looking as, bleak for my my team for a second there. Yeah, yeah, because you you're, you were dropping like flies, and then suddenly like bam, 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 all my <laughs> gone, gone, gone. I mean the the double elimination episode where I lost Sifu and Caleb in one episode. <laughs> it was like all right, this might not go so well. And then Kendra gets eliminated last episode, um, but uh, not the best episode I would say. Like especially since there's been some pretty darn good episodes this season. Uh, so right. hopefully. We're looking at some some good episodes coming up because it's definitely been a very up and down season so far. Where like you've had some great episodes and you've had some, eh. so we'll see we'll see what we're in store <laughs> for. But let's dive into the daily dozen trivia. Um, I will start as we do in the top left NFL. The Steelers drafted this wide receiver in the first round out of Ohio State in 2006, where he totaled 3,835 yards in four seasons and was their Super Bowl. MVP. That would be Santonio Holmes, correct? Yeah, it's got to be Santonio Holmes. Of course, you have a Steelers fan in your house. Uh, MLB. I might, I might have to ask her that later. This National League team tried to make a splash before the 2012 season by signing All-Stars Jose Reyes, Heath Bell, and Mark Burley to big contracts. It's not the is that the white it's not the White Sox is it no the National League Blue, National Blue, League. J- Blue Jays National League National League oh okay no, I, I didn't even read that 
All right. So, 2012. <laughs> I like how I named two American League teams. So this was Idiot. Nats. I mean, Nats playoff type time frame. I'm thinking of Mark Burley. No, he was a White Sox uh, guy. So yeah, I know where you were thinking that. And he wasn't. Um, the, he wasn't. He wasn't the, the the Blue Jays though, right? Maybe I, I don't remember him on there, but and Heath Bell. I mean, like this is tough. So all right, so I'm thinking division, you know, division by division here. Um, so and at least, so I don't think I don't think this would be the Marlins. Uh, I think they were probably still bad at this point. Braves, Phillies. Yeah, this Nats. is a this is a Nats first playoff year. Yeah. And I, I know Mark. Jose Reyes eventually went to the Mets, but I don't think this is when that happened. And I don't think he got he got there with Heath Bell and Mark Burley. So I don't think it's an NL East team. Uh, it's going to be either a Central or a West. Central, so we're talking Cubs. Heath Bell is is reminding Cardinals. me of the Padres. He was I, I I he he was on the Padres, and I just don't know if I just with Jose Reyes, it's like I I can't picture him on Jose Reyes, the shortstop, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I'm thinking yeah, of the right yeah. Jose. I just can't really picture him on a team beyond, like, I feel like he was on the, the – I know he was on the Mets, but then, like, where else was he? And it's not it's not like the Reds. It's not the Cubs, I don't think. Um, Burley. Dang, this is tough. So, I mean, Padres, I think, is a possible answer here because um, I, I do know Heath I, – I feel like there's a Heath Bell-Padres connection. I just don't remember Jose Reyes on the Padres. That's a big thing. Right. Um I mean, the Dodgers are always a possible guess because they like bring in a, a, all these random guys. That's not um, Mark. You know, if Mark Burley was on that team though, because they're yeah, they're yeah. Popular and I don't enough. think he was. Uh, I mean, I can only think of Burley on the White Sox too. So it's like this is yeah. this is tough. I don't remember a team getting all three of these guys. I could have sworn Burley was on the Blue Jays. I'll have to look that up later. Well, he he might have been, but yeah. Um, man. So okay, so then go through the NL Central. You got the Pirates. No. Yeah. It's not, uh, well, well. I don't think Jose Reyes is on the Pirates, though. I don't think though. Jose Reyes was on the Pirates, either. Uh, Reds, I don't think so. No. Cubs. They, they sucked. I mean, uh, is this is no. this is before the Cubs were good. Yeah. Um, Cubs were like 2019. Cardinals are always a possibility. I mean, they're they always in the playoff mix. Yeah. Um, uh, man. And then, yeah, in the, in the West, yeah, you're talking about Padres. Wasn't Heath – isn't Heath Bell the closer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have to, I, it has to be the Padres. All right, let's 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 go with it so we don't dilly dally. Okay, we're wrong. Great. I mean, I had Damn nothing it. better. So Damn it. We'll, we'll we'll double dip and go back there if we can get some of these. After going to the 2006 Stanley Cup Final as a playoff eight seed, this Western Conference team didn't make the playoffs for another decade. 2000. What is it? 2008. 2006 Stanley 2006. Cup Final, as an eight seed, they went all the way to the finals as an eight seed. And then they didn't make the playoffs again for ten years. Is it so is, the, is, is it the Canadians? I mean, you would know more than I would. Do you want me to go with Montreal? Because I'm thinking Carey Price. I'm all thinking right. Carey Price. Cause, damn it! It's all right. All right. Let's get some of these right. Jeez, Jeez Louise. <laughs> Since 2014, Matthew McConaughey has been featured on commercials for what luxury automobile brand? It'd be Lincoln. Yep. He's the Lincoln lawyer. Um, celebrity mashup. Oh, okay. it's your girl. Is it? Is, is she my girl? Aren't you a Kaylee Cuoco fan? I, I do like Kaylee Cuoco. And that's Tom Middleston. Um, Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Yeah. Jeez. That was an easy one. 
Snacks and candy, often sold in malls, vending machines, and arenas. Oh, I, this is one of my favorites. I mean, dude, I'm a Dippin' Dots guy. Yeah. And I never really get them anymore because, like, when when are you encountering Dippin' Dots these days? You yeah, know? you know, it's, that, that little white cart. God, I love Dippin' Dots. I love Dippin' Dots. And when uh, they melt, melt on your tongue. They're the best. They're the best. And then at the best is when they do melt in the bowl, then you just have, like, ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's great. I like when they all stick together. Yeah, that's oh, that's great. A spinoff to Jackass, <laughs> Steve-O and Chris Pontius starred in this MTV series from 2003 to 2006 in which they would perform stunts involving animals. That would be Wild Boys. I used to watch this a lot. Uh, great I was show. more of a Viva La Bam guy. Yeah, okay. Now he's crazy. So. <laughs> now he's nuts. Uh, movies, top grossing films in 1992. Whoopi Goldberg plays a lounge singer forced to join a convent being placed in witness yeah, protection. Yeah, Sister Act. <laughs> That's Mike's favorite movie. Love me some Sister uh, Act. Sister Act. Yes. And then Sister, Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Uh, music. Well, this band had multiple hits to this 20, uh, 2018 song, High Hopes, tops their Spotify catalog with over 1.4 million streams. That's Panic, Panic at, disco. at the Disco. All right. So do we want to use it on MLB or do we want to use it on NHL for the double dip? Uh... Which one are you more confident in us getting the right answer? Well, we have process of elimination with uh, with baseball, and you can also yeah. help me with that because NHL. It's, NHL, uh, you're on your own on that. It's going to be tough with that one. I'll have to think about that. All right, we'll try MLB. So it's not the Padres. So it's okay. So again, we'll go. Again, I just don't. So National League East. Again, the Nats. This was when the Nats were like winning divisions, and we know it's not them. Yes. Um, I don't think this is the Braves. Um, this could nah. possibly be the Marlins, but I don't think the Marlins were good again. Um, and then I, I, I don't think it's the Mets. You know what I'm um, thinking of? Who? I'm thinking it's the Pirates. Because oh. the Pirates, because think about it. Now, I know we were like, like Pirates. Like the McCutcheon years, right? We were like pff, Pirates. What's popping in my brain is think about this. Heath Bell was probably, again, they said make a splash before the 2012 season by signing him. Was Jose Reyes hurt at any time during the season where he didn't play? Because we obviously can't really picture him in a Pirates uniform. True, because it says he, a splash before the season. And Heath right? Bell could have possibly – I mean, I remember – I kind of recall him being in a darker jersey, and Mark Burley was getting towards the end of his career at that point. Right. By, yeah, by 2012. Um, I think it's as good a guess as, as any, so let's just go with it. We're wrong. What the heck was Damn, the answer? The NHL, one, the NHL one's tough. It was the Marlins. Interesting. I don't huh. I don't remember Burley. I, I, I would have thought the Marlins were bad at this point. Right. Um, and then NHL is the Oilers. Oilers. So let's see the stats on this one. So NHL, I mean, yeah, 16% got that right. So, like, that's you're not alone in that. MLB was tough, 36%. Snacks and candy, ninety-two percent. The Dippin' Dots fan. Wow, only forty percent uh, got got the uh, Wild Boys, and then only fifty-one percent got Panic at the Disco. Well, our boy uh, Dan said that the NHL one and the television one uh, uh, made it made him bad. Forty percent on the mashup bad. too. I think. I mean, you and I agree. Like, oh, yeah. mashup was pretty easy. I thought. Um, but you you always you, you always wonder like the age of the people that are playing this and stuff and like are they gonna oh, know yeah. I mean like is a you know eighteen nineteen year old gonna know some of these answers and <laughs> are they gonna know Wild Boys probably yeah, not they gonna know I'll tell you Wild Boys was a great show 
and they they would just like it would be Steve O and Chris Pontius, and they would just like go to like Africa or like Zimbabwe or whatever, <laughs> and they would like ride on an elephant and then like punch each other in the in the balls and like <laughs> uh, just make them just do a lot of crazy stuff. It was a great show. I highly recommend. But you know the thing that I I can't stand about the about the trivia is when they have like books or wh- who's sitting there reading. A t- I mean, besides you. Right. Uh, reading all these books and following Barstool, but I'm not reading like, like the classics, like the, the exactly I'm reading like that's what I'm talking about. Great expectations or things like that. Like I'm reading cool stuff. Like I'm not, but yeah, the questions are always usually on like crazy, like you know, famous books from like the 1800s or something. It's yeah, like, who, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I can't can't stand those ones. It's like I'm not going to sit there and understand, you know, who wrote some book that that was famous in the 1937 you know yeah year. it's like yeah, no no the audience here i mean the again the barstool audience aren't really big readers i i, I think you're right on that uh so yeah it, it, they know kaylee cuoco that's what they yeah, know they know kaylee cuoco that's what i sure. think everyone does uh, mike always loves the breasts um <laughs> so uh the chicken we're talking about chicken yeah um, jolly bees yeah j- jolly bee um all right so we We'll be back next week, um, and then uh, we'll probably plan out our Festivist show to be, oh, yeah. um, you know, maybe the... So I, I know that Here's I'm there. off starting on the 21st, which is a Thursday, um, and then I'm up, and then I'm off basically through until New Year's, the day after New Year's or whatever, so um, we'll, we'll figure it out uh, off air, but we'll find a good, a good evening to do... We'll do a festivist show. I mean, again, some drinking. We got to have some eating. Maybe we'll have, have some jolly spaghetti um, for festivist. Hey, I got, then... I got an idea. I got an idea for it. Okay. Okay. So I, I told, I told you, I, I picked up these because I had the dip. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, the dip, I forgot to put the milk in. Um, oh, that so... probably made a big difference. I bet. <laughs> yeah. It, it, t- it still tasted good. Now okay. it tasted a little sweet, but it tasted good. But I think the milk softens it up a little bit more right, right right um because it was it was a little chunky uh because i didn't i guess because obviously you yeah, that's all right so am i i'm a little so, chunky. yeah yeah we talked about that earlier uh today <laughs> they started off my day really well with that, you, those with numbers the on those scales <laughs> are a lot higher than, than <laughs> I, uh, yeah i stepped on the scale the other day i was like i i don't know if i've seen that number before so <laughs> yeah, i don't know if i can count that high this is uh not good not but here's good. the deal so uh, i told you the christmas tree cakes okay maybe this is just a thought Sure. Maybe we do seasonal snacks. Oh, that's a good thought. And we just we yeah. just taste them. Because yeah, you just go to. I mean, you go to the grocery sweetest aisle, and like they have all the little Debbie Hostess, like all the. Are you talking, talking about that type of snack, like the the Christmas that one? Tree we we got like the Christmas tree Reese's. Yeah. You know, like Ooh, the, like they like they like the, nice. the, the the Reese eggs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But obviously, this is Christmas time, yeah. so we can do that. You yeah. know, they have a bunch of other different things out there. All you have to do is look it up. Oh, we'll definitely be doing some food stuff. I feel like we got to do food stuff. We got to do, um, you know, part of Festivus is complaints, um, you know, your oh, yeah. grievances. Um, so we'll definitely, uh, so we, we got a few weeks to, to plan it. But Babies' uh, birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One year old birthdays where it's just like, who is this for? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what are we doing? Twelve hundred dollars? What are we doing here? It's nuts, man. When he told me that number, I almost fell fell off the balcony. That's insane. But uh, we'll we'll we will be getting into all that in a few weeks. And hey, maybe maybe this guy will make a special appearance huh. on our holiday show. 
You know, you got to think. It's funny how in this song he's singing about Matt Nagy, who has not been the Chicago Bears coach for like three years, and then we <laughs> still have the song from our, our favorite Chicago Bears fan, best yep. damn sports reporter out there, John Z. You know who else loves breasts? 